I used to love uh, fighting the radio to pull in a local station when I was driving from, from state to state, and it was always fun to see what a given town was listening to that I might not be familiar with. You always could get a sense of the music uh, and what those scenes were like in Boston or Portland or San Francisco by local radio, and even more through the local papers. It's clear to me that in order to survive and thrive, you have to embrace the Internet and find how to reach your readers through this technology as it proliferates around the world. The web may be vast, but it's cold. It's impersonal. This is where journalism wins. Here is where someone's impression of you, your knowledge, your sense of humor, uh, this can engage in a way that an algorithm can't. Welcome to It's All Journalism. My name is Michael O'Connell, and today I'm posting a piece of audio from the 2015 Association of Alternative News Media Conference uh, that I attended in Salt Lake City. The first piece of audio that I'm going to be posting around the conference is a presentation and an interview I did with Mark Goodman. Most of you may remember Mark Goodman as one of the original VJs on MTV. He currently works at Sirius XM, and he was talking about music journalism, which is something he's heavily involved in at the moment. Uh, he's part of the editorial team at American Weekend Entertainment, and we talk a little bit about that in our stand-up interview. I'm uh, actually kind of posting some audio out of order here. Mark was part of a presentation on the second day of the conference about digital journalism and how it's sort of evolving and changing and uh, he was the third part of that presentation. The other two parts were uh, by Eric uh, Bright of Deseret News and digital pioneer Elizabeth Ozder. Eric uh, had, a, had a pretty profound presentation, as did, as did Catherine, and Mark uh, references it a couple of times in this uh, presentation. The reason I'm presenting them out of order has more to do with the way we kind of uh, divide up labor at this end. Um, I think you'll find it a really fun interview and presentation about music journalism. Enjoy. Vice President of Ann, um, I, I have to give a shout out to our friends at American Weekend Entertainment uh, because they have made our next uh, speaker possible. Um, what that is. Um, <laughs> when Tiffany told me that I would have the honor of uh, introducing our next speaker and guest, I immediately grew my hair out so I would look more like Alan Hunter. And um, hopefully that means something to you because our next speaker is one of MTV's original five uh, VJs. Um, uh, Mark Goodman started in radio in his hometown of Philadelphia. He became the music director there. He then moved to a, a small town in New York or, uh, called New York City. You may have heard of it, and uh, worked for the number one radio station there. He then, um, of course, did 
great work with MTV, 120 minutes, um, top 20 video countdown. Um, he and I share the opinion that R.E.M. is the greatest band ever to come out of the 80s, so we have that in common. Um, now he is, uh, you can hear him on Sirius XM. He has a fantastic show, uh, seven days a week on the spectrum. He does uh, consulting work with uh, TV shows like Desperate Housewives. You can still see him on VH1 uh, regularly. So please uh, join me in welcoming Mark Goodman. Hi, everybody. Um, wow. I followed two pretty interesting speakers. Uh, Elizabeth and I, I think, are, are on the same page, and I was terrified by what Eric was talking about, I'd just like to say. Um, but I, I feel like I've learned a lot here today, um, and I'm, I'm open for learning more. That's why I'm, I'm happy to be here. I guess, um, I'm, I'm Blair, I want to thank you for that, that beautiful intro. I didn't realize my resume sounded that good. Um, I, so I guess a lot of people here today do know me from... Uh, MTV, that, that video music channel in the 80s. Uh, I'm hoping that there are more people who uh, may have gotten familiar with me from, from Sirius XM and the Spectrum. I've been there for 13 years, so hopefully uh, you've heard me once or twice, maybe, or something. Um, now, uh, MTV and, and Sirius, admittedly, both giant broadcast outlets, not exactly what you would call alternative. But uh, I, I wanted to be here today because... Spiritually, where I'm coming from, the reason that I started doing radio in 1976 in Philly was not only because I was a shitty drummer, but uh, also because I was, was passionate about music. I, I always cared a lot about discovering what was new in music, and in fact, during the, the birth of Freeform Radio, I was reading the premier alternative weekly in Philly, which was called The Drummer. I don't know if anybody even ever heard or remembers that, but uh, this was the place where I would look to find new bands, new venues, what was going on in my town, and I, I developed a, a relationship with this local paper, and as I got older, with other alt-weeklies, as I started to work in different cities, uh, it, was, it was the Village Voice, or the Reader in Chicago, or uh, LA Weekly later than that, and I look to people like many of you who are here to keep tabs on the music trends wherever I happen to be living at that time. So I, I guess we would all agree at this point that the way people find out about music, let alone everything else, has changed dramatically since then. But as Elizabeth was just saying, I believe that journalism still has value, that it can deliver with greater depth, greater intimacy, well beyond just a quick hit on the web. So the task becomes how to adjust the way that distribution and consumption has changed and to uh, always keep at the front of our minds what the current needs of our readers might be. I recently had a conversation with um, this guy, he's a big star in the 80s who shall remain nameless, but we were having lunch. He's from Canada. <clears throat> and. Um, he looked across the table at me, and in all seriousness, this is a guy who's a big star, and he's, he gets a lot of radio play still, but he looked across the table at me, and he said, Mark, we've got to turn off the Internet. <laughs> uh, this is true. Uh, <laughs> one of the greatest technological advances in a century has changed the rules in the way that we all do business. Um, I think that's not entirely bad. 
A recent study from Pew Research Center's Internet and American Life Project says most of us are happy with the way the web will help us in the future. The Internet of Things is what they're talking about now. The proliferation of devices other than computers connecting to the Internet. So health monitoring devices, parking meters, uh, thermostats, all this stuff is going to improve our lives. We, uh, we have to fa- or we can uh, have a face-to-face conversation with uh, somebody who's selling a rare 1963 white Fender Stratocaster in Italy. But uh, I'm sure that most of us are hard-pressed to find a record store in our town. And I'm sure that there's more than uh, one of us here who uh, know of a bookstore that closed recently. We can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and we can't turn off the Internet. What we believed was going to be a boon to our society has marginalized the conventional ways we've done things for a hundred years. The music business was first to get hit, but movies, TV, and, of course, publishing has followed. Napster and the other services that sprung up toward the end of the 90s got listeners into the habit of thinking that music was free. And that concept has spilled over to all types of media now. And we still haven't gotten totally away from that concept, but... It's an unavoidable fact that file purchases decline every year. And we know that the future, or better said, maybe the present, is streaming as far as music consumption is concerned. The idea that people, by the way, no longer want to own their own music is is crazy to me. But you talk to your kids. My daughter looks at my my CDs and my vinyl collection, and she she laughs at me. Why wouldn't I want to have not only my music with me at all times everywhere, but all the music in the world paused to stream through my earbuds? But uh, even with the changes in the way that the, the people consume music today, we can't lose sight of the fact that passion for music is still there. In fact, I think maybe even more so. Because there are so many ways to access music, more people are using it more often. I see bankers, traders, real estate agents, people from all walks of life listening to music on their phone everywhere they go for hours and hours every day. I'm one of them and probably you are too. But with all the music in the world to choose from, how do people decide what to listen to? How can they keep up with the artists that they already love? I think that the basics of the evolution of music are still a local affair even when we're talking about a national or even an international act. MTV, back when it played music, uh, and national radio can't be local. This is something that I grapple with every day on the air. National is important, but it's not where it starts. Local radio, according to Edison Research, among many other studies, shows that of people who use the many methods available to discover music, 75% still use radio the most, and even so, radio is still going through its own ad sales and listening declines. So what are people who are music fans, even casual music fans, in need of? And how can we meet that need? I think that now more than ever, we need curators. For me, It was always the writers who I felt I knew, the writers who I trusted. An algorithm is only as good as the service that it's on. It doesn't take into account what's in your iTunes library or what you listen to on another service, let alone who you went to see the other night in town. 
Streaming services like Spotify and now Apple Music are, are tabbing curated playlists. And still, we're all overwhelmed. Uh, I was a, a music director at WMMR in Philadelphia in 1977, and every Tuesday, all the record reps would, would come up to my office and they'd bring their priorities for the week. So I would wind up getting, I don't know, maybe 10 records a week, 10 albums for me to sort through and decide if I was going to play. Maybe if it was leading up to the, the Christmas holidays, I would get like 15. Whoa, that was intense. I... Uh, I get that many in a day now, and it all comes in the form of links and an email. It's insane. It's completely different. It was the local rock critic who you trusted to sort through what now, in retrospect, just looks like a trickle of music acts and trends. So even more today, we need local journalists. Local writers and the local papers were the jungle drum, if you will, that gave us a look into our future favorite bands. Then along came MTV. I gotta say, I loved what we were doing when we started, but uh, our very existence sort of presented a downside. The homogenization of regional music. I used to love uh, fighting the radio to pull in a local station when I was driving from, from state to state, and it was always fun to see what a given town was listening to that I might not be familiar with. You always could get a sense of the music uh, what those scenes were like in Boston or Portland or San Francisco by local radio and even more through the local papers. It's clear to me that in order to survive and thrive, you have to embrace the Internet and find how to reach your readers through this technology as it proliferates around the world. The web may be vast, but it's cold. It's impersonal. This is where journalism wins. Here is where someone's impression of you, your knowledge, your sense of humor, uh, this can engage in a way that an algorithm can't. We know by the decline in readership and print that people are moving to other places to find their music news info. Why can't the local paper that has a sense of the nature of the people in a particular region, region continue to bring in those people that used to read the printed version? Because with a different medium comes obviously a new challenge. That same Edison research poll found that 59% of people keeping uh, up to date with music uh, were using YouTube. That's significant, I think. Uh, a combined story using your skills as a writer and the right video content can start to frame you as a curator, as a floodgate. Admittedly, the Internet universe is a level playing field, meaning that you can, people can find you online or some other website or blog or online publication. But again, you have the opportunity here to craft an identity. You, you will have uh, your unique point of view to offer your readership. The record industry continues to decline. Most labels still haven't fully embraced the future of music. And for all the reasons that we've been talking about here, times have changed. But the way the labels do business has not. Maybe local publishing can learn from what has happened to the record companies. And by that, I mean not to get stuck in old thinking. The proliferation of video on the Internet, from Vivo to YouTube to the video on Facebook or Twitter, is a key to keeping a site interesting. You have to invest in making your newsstand online a place people enjoy going to, especially when it comes to music. 
to add a video component to your coverage when done well can make all the difference. And I expect that there's going to start to be companies like my current online venture that are going to seek to supply newspaper websites with content. My company uh, is American Weekend Entertainment, and I think that we have identified a problem that a lot of local newspapers, uh, newspaper sites face, and we have a solution. With a staff of top-of-the-line music professionals on the editorial, video, technology, and business sides of our operation, we deliver exclusive video content with access to the biggest stars and events across multiple genres in white-label fashion so that our exclusive content becomes your exclusive content. People love music. Music is one of the main ways that they form their identity. If you ask somebody what their five favorite bands are, you pretty much know who that person is. Things that we did on MTV Music News still have a place online today because people still want to get in-depth coverage of the artists that they love. Heritage acts like Cheap Tricks, Steely Dan, and so many others still resonate with readers. These acts are selling out amphitheaters all over the country, and when they play in your town, that, of course, is a local story. Also, with the help of the curator-writer, we can help to further the growth of music. I'm all about that. Uh, we can cover the up-and-coming bands and examine the emerging genres and trends one story at a time. Country music. Bigger than ever, it's, it's uh, reaching a wider audience than ever, more than just the, the typical white southerner. EDM exploded. It's a huge festival and touring business. Online publishers would do well to think like a 20-year-old in using social media, Twitter, and Vine to put people uh, and point people to the directions that, where they can find interview and inter information on artists that they love on their hometown paper website. I want to show you a quick piece here um, that we produced at AWE. You're going to see coverage from the, uh, I'll cue you. <laughs> um, you'll see coverage from the Gentlemen of the Road stopover tour with Mumford and & Sons and a bunch of other bands. This is, a, if you don't know, it's a traveling festival that uh, makes a point of playing out-of-the-way towns and cooperating with the local businesses to blend the festival culture with that of the town. You're going to see video from our coverage of Farmborough. This was the first ever country music festival in New York City. But a great story for local papers because the promoters plan five more music festivals in other states where country music is just starting to gain a foothold. We even did some music news uh, with some touring schedules, music DVD releases, and other general music-related news, as well as in-depth interviews with Taylor Goldsmith from the band Dawes and Mickey Guyton, who a lot of people are saying could be the next country superstar. So all this is to show that video content is a must-have component of a site that will keep readers' attention and draw in new ones. So we'll give you a quick look at what we're, what we're doing at AWE. Should I hit something here? Or? Go ahead, plug away. I think the people would come to see something like that. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're delivering uh, every day. Uh, the whole point of this, I feel like I've touched on uh, some issues here. Uh, I've also learned a lot, as I said at the, at the top. Uh, this is just the, the beginning, really, for me. I, I'm hoping that uh, everybody here is going to join Mike Hollett and me. We're going to do a sort of uh, town hall-style free-for-all 
talk about some of the issues that, uh, that I've mentioned and that our other speakers today have mentioned. Uh, maybe we'll come up with some solutions. Uh, in any case, we'll have some fun. That's going to be happening in the Arizona Ballroom, I believe. Am I correct on that? I hope. Yep. It's the Arizona Ballroom um, at, at 10, 11.45, like, like he said. Um, but I appreciate everybody taking the time and, uh, and listening to what I had to say today and, and hanging out a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be walking around. Uh, please come up and say hello. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. This is sort of a new space for me, the, the, the uh, publishing space and local uh, space. Please come up and say hello. I want to meet you and see what, uh, what's going on. And definitely come to this free-for-all that we got going on. And I thank you very much for listening. And that was Mark's presentation. After he uh, spoke, uh, we retired to a cafe at the hotel, which you'll be able to tell by a lot of the background noise. And we had a quick little interview sort of elaborating on some of the points that Mark brought up in his presentation. Um, what, what was the one thing you wanted to get out to people about sort of the state of um, music, music, music journalism at this point? I think that the Internet is overwhelming, but it's where everything is already or is going to if it's not there yet and especially for music we need a floodgate people are don't know what to do with it and journalists have a perfect they're, they're set up perfectly to be that floodgate yeah and what was neat was that a couple of the other presentations that came before you touched on things that i think sort of go down this line that um you know you talked about local uh the importance of uh local growth in, in music and, yeah. uh, and that's kind of how, how music grows um, and so you're talking to a, a bunch of local uh, alternative press which has a strong um, music you know support system um, you know how important is that to, to you know sort of advancing music and, and, and serving customers in that, that area how, how important is how in, important local, local local press local press well that, it, it, it's interesting because the, what I talked about was to a great extent anecdotal, but something that I believe to be true. Just, you know, I talked about, you know, growing up reading alternative papers. And um, in listening to Elizabeth, especially, who spoke right before me, she was talking about journalism matters. And music in particular is a real um, attraction for people. And the Internet uh, is where people go for music now. So, so uh, I'm sorry. So, so that means, and, you know, since print in general is declining if you're uh, you have to figure out how to be on the internet successfully so you don't think it's enough that uh, iTunes uh, recommends you know oh you like this this song maybe this song is something that you'll like you, you think you, we still need something more than that absolutely I, I think that's bullshit and I, I, I talked uh, about that the, it's an algorithm so yeah okay so somebody clicks on this and I, I've had it happen over and over and I think a lot of people had that they'll and, and on Pandora also, like stuff you'll listen to, so they'll figure, well, you probably like this, and that'll something will come up, and you're like, what, what the hell is that? I don't. And, and you listen to it, and thinking, well, geez, the algorithm says I should like this, but it's it's crap. You don't like it. But journalists, people who you wind up trusting over a period of time, and people who, especially local, because. They're, they're part of the community. They know who's been in town. They know what's, what's happening, what people are flocking to and not and avoiding. That 
really uh, is important. That, that um, affects people's decisions if you trust somebody. And I look, I, the same thing goes for me as somebody on the air. You yeah. Know. Well, and, and also, you also talked a little bit about uh, you know YouTube, where there are people who are um, being curators that, that that set themselves up as. Uh, did they get their own YouTube page or a blog or a podcast or whatever? And they said, "Here are my here are my top top five bands, or here's a band I've heard about." Um, what do you think about sort of that? Well, that's where so many people, especially the, you know the the teens and uh, young adults up to twenty five, that's where they're finding out about music, YouTube. So clearly, it's working, uh, and I think the same sort of Thing applies there in that if there's you know Joe from Waukegan is is talking about this this particular video and he's playing this or he has a channel going on where he's he's talking about things well if if you like what he's saying then you're going to maybe pay more attention to him but I, I think that you know Joe from Waukegan is not going to have the expertise he's not going to have the knowledge and the background that a journalist is going to have and is is going to be able to hopefully if if they're good you know I think good rises on the internet and if they're good then they're going to have readership so where does the video then fit into this equation for the journalist as far as covering covering music because it's because it supports the video for example we have alan light uh, an amazing rock writer he's been he, he founded vibe magazine he was uh, the editor there he was uh, the editor-in-chief at spin writes for new york times rolling stone he's an amazing writer so for the features that we're doing, so I'll do an interview with somebody, we'll edit it, and he'll write a byline that goes with it, and it, within his story will be links to things that, that I've talked with the artists about, and Alan and I talk, and we collaborate on what the end result is. So it's sort of a, basically a multimedia package that that, mm -hmm. that appeals to the, to the reader on different ways. And the idea is that we, what AWE does is we offer that. Now, I think there's, there may be some papers that aren't going to want to run his byline because they have their own writers. And my, my suggestion is run that. But there's also, like on the Gentleman of the Road thing, for example, there's a lot of bands there. And there's a lot of stories around just that idea. Same thing with Farmborough. And there's, there's stories in music. So if we cover one thing, there's other stories around that idea that writers, local writers can write about as relates to that audience that they know and that, that know them. Yeah, you could have features about a lo the local appearance of whatever mm -hmm. whoever you're writing about. And who, exactly. You know, We're going to write fans. about something that, that, you know, that we saw, for example, in New York. But I, I talked, Farnborough is just an example just because we happen to, to show that today. But um, Farnborough is going to be in other states. And gentlemen of the road it's going to be in other places so they haven't been to your town yet so of course locally you're going to want to write about hey here's this story they're going to be here in three weeks mm -hmm. or two weeks or next week so let's talk a little bit about your company what's where did this idea come from and what is it you're trying to do um, I'd like to say that I thought of the idea, but I didn't. Uh, this has been a big learning experience for me, actually. Uh, our, uh, the, the guy who is the senior vice president and one of the founders of the company, a guy named Mel Adler, uh, worked in radio sales for years. And his, his last company um, sort of uh, syndicated content out. But he discovered that uh, newspaper websites, local newspaper websites, weekly and, other, and daily, 
had a big issue with handling video. Um, they didn't have the staff to deal with it. They didn't have um, the technology expertise to deal with it. And so if, I, if we all agree that, that video content is, is compelling content, then we wanted to figure out a way. I'm sure this is really helping you. Oh, yeah. um, There's suddenly a rush on uh, <laughs> uh, on cappuccinos. Yeah. Uh, this is this is what <laughs> in the podcast industry we call environmentals. It's sort of. It, uh, I know in podcasting it's okay, right? It's, ra- it's radio. Of the, yeah. In fact, you want to have this yeah, in podcasting. I, I work for a radio station. If they had this, they like you're out of here. <laughs> you're not going to do this. Go get another job. Go go post this on the web somewhere for, for your. Fifty followers. To, to well, if you wanted, to. if you wanted, just would have seen the Farnborough stuff that I did. <sighs> we were like backstage, and the bands were playing loud, and there's people in the tent yelling and screaming. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, these, these very sophisticated mics will, will filter all that out. Um, yeah, oh, as you can, you can tell right now. But so, uh, what, what was I saying? We were talking about your so, company. You're oh, a very yeah. important company. Um, so the so the idea is that uh, we uh, we identified this need that that uh, local newspapers their websites have it's it's a given that readership is declining papers are struggling weeklies are really having big big trouble everybody knows that and this is i think an idea whose time has come because they need papers need a way to give their readers something that is exclusive Mm -hmm. and the way that we deliver our content we it, it's not about awe although it may be identified in in the bug but it's those newspapers will give them a player and they can customize the player to look like their newspaper and it's their content mm-hmm. it's not us we don't have an aggregate website we're not directing people hey you can see this interview over on our website it's you want to see this interview you must go to this paper's website so how, how are you rolling that are you sell, are you going looking to sell that to, to all these different uh, newspaper sites, news sites, or, mm-hmm. and sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I mean, we're not, uh, for the most part, we're not going to individual papers. Sure. We're looking to, you know, we're going to deal with Gannett, and we're going to deal with Tribune, and we're going to deal with, you know, um, that's why we're here, to talk with, with, you know, a group of people, and they go, yeah, okay, we've got five papers, let's, let's give it a shot. So um, what's the sort of timeline on this? Do you, are you up and running now? Or are you yeah, of- we are. Um, we also, in addition to newspaper websites, um, this, again, is, is something that I have learned and that our company you know, is finding out as we go along. And we're, we're like two and a half months old. I mean, we're, we're brand new. Um, that what is called digital out of home is also a big market for us. So we, have, we currently have a deal uh, with a company that operates 10 uh, in 10 airports, airport kiosks. Oh, when wow. you're waiting for your plane and you're watching CNN, you're going to see our content in a couple of weeks on on those in these 10 different airports. There's another company that's dealing with like the mega digital billboards on Times Square. Next week, pieces that that we did are going to be on Times Square. Yeah. So um, there's there's in in gyms, in nail salons, they have people in nail salons. They have these giant screens and all of that stuff is this whole other market that I never really thought about but that we're discovering now exists and is screaming for content yeah that's the amazing thing and there were you know the other two uh, presentations were talking a lot more about uh you know getting the content and bringing it to the readers and everything but the fact is that the internet has opened up all of these places where you couldn't imagine where you would be consuming content you know mm-hmm. you're exercising you can mm-hmm. watch a movie you can watch you can watch a a, a a news piece or a music piece or something so you're just sort of bringing your content um, yeah and something that it was just 
time-wise, I didn't really start to get into it, but maybe in this free-for-all coming up, I will, which is that when I say that, that sites have to learn to not only um, create content that's compelling, but have to embrace the technology, that means not only that they have to, to really figure out how to use video, which we're helping them with, and how to, I touched on using social media, also search op optimization so that if somebody, you know, Google's gentleman of the road, that you're going to be in the top three because you have great stories and video content right. about it. So you're going to come up. So that, and local papers, we're going to show all of these local sites how to use the media for their site. Yeah, what's nice about that is, is once people realize that you're a place for content, they'll, they'll look They're for you. They're going to come back on a regular basis. We found that. That's yeah, true. That's, well, this has been great. I know you've got another talk to do, so I want to make sure you get off into doing that. And I guess now. I hope you're going to come to that. It's going to oh, be crazy. Well, I think. I, I'm going to try to. Okay. Um, but uh, I guess what we should do is clear our tables and help them, like in the kitchen, uh, get all this stuff taken care of. Since I think we should order food. We should order food or something <laughs> like that. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. This My pleasure. Great. Thanks. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also download episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at All Journalism. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.